This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast on Move Radio. We today will be talking about a couple of things, and the first of which will be 12 traits of terrific dance teachers. And the second will be a surprise. Hopefully there will be enough time, but we do tend to go at length. So if we don't get to the other one this week, we'll hit it next week for sure. All right, Mark Richard, posted on your timeline. Let's see what we got here from Mr. Mark G. Let's see if we can take a look at uh, our notifications and find where that message is. Uh, let's see. It looks like a friend is typing a comment. Maybe that's Mark right there. <clears throat> Mark G. commented on your post. Hey, awesome. Hi to you both. Sound great. Now changed mic. All right, good to know that we have a mic that works. <laughs> I like this mic and this chopstick. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have opened up a list of 12 traits of terrific dance teachers. Uh, the original author of this article was Nichelle. No last name. Very mysterious. And <clears throat> I'm just going to read you a little intro, give you a sense of where this list is headed. We have a quote from George Lucas, filmmaker. Apart from my parents, my teachers have done the most to shape my life. And then underneath that, we've got, what would any dancer be without his dance teachers? Of course, he wouldn't be a dancer at all. Not in any formal sense, anyway. Dancers are captivated, shaped, nurtured, and released into the dance world by dance teachers. And top dancers often have superb dance teachers to thank for their success. So, what are the qualities of a great dance teacher? First one that we'll be talking about here is, number one, really loves dance. That seems obvious. I like that. It gets right to the point. The best dance teachers breathe dance in and out like oxygen. Dance is not the only thing in the teacher's life, but it is safe to say she immerses herself in dance and is compelled to share this fascination with others. And there's a quote here associated with this. A good teacher is like a candle. It consumes itself to light the way for others. What are your thoughts on this, Megan? Um, well, as soon as I read slash heard um, a great dance teacher loves dance, it reminded me of a conversation I had with Fred Whitehouse mm. and about how passionate and how much he loves dance and how um, it's really important that you care if you're going to be an instructor in teaching any type of lessons because your students will feed off of your energy. So if you really love it and you really enjoy it, that's where your students are going to be able to excel. Definitely. And there's a, a bit in there that uh, mentioned not the only thing in the teacher's life, but it's safe to say she immerses herself in dance. And I thought of Rachel, of course, yep. because she does have other activities going on in her life with realty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And um, lip sense. But it seems like the rest of the time she's got something going on with dance. She's in, in every style, including some ballroom with West Coast Swing and whatnot. Um, and she is so diverse in genres of music that she'll go to, as well as difficulty levels. Um, in fact, she just recent really, recently released a beginner dance, 1159. And at the event we were most recently at, Northwest Line Dance Blast in Portland, she taught both a very funky sort of street sound and it's got Snoop Dogg on the track sort of a, a dance that was maybe intermediate or advanced. And, um, and then she also had an advanced waltz. She's everywhere in dance, yes. it seems. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, also in 
in looking at this part where it says the best dance teachers breathe, dance in and out like oxygen, I think of Joe, uh, especially with what she has said previously about like dancing from your chest and using the space around you. And if you're moving in air and dance is your air, then that kind of reminds me of like how she moves, like the way that she flows. And it's almost like dance is this benevolent spirit that's just lifting and, and carrying her along while she moves with it. All right. Number two, loves and honors teaching. Beyond the compulsion to share what they love with others, great dance teachers are enthralled with the art and act of teaching. They revere the craft and their role as a teacher. Because of this, a great teacher keeps working and learning to develop his teaching skills and is dedicated to providing the highest quality experience to his students. And there's a quote underneath that. No one should teach who is not in love with teaching. Margaret E. Sangster. That actually makes me think Rachel, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, seeing her on stage, I know we've had several different conversations about just how natural she looks up there and how energized and how she's found certain ways of describing movements with song or with sound effects and how she takes a appearingly insanely difficult dance and puts it into an hour teach where everybody is at least got a majority of the dance by the end of the lesson. Um, a perfect example was uh, Shane McKeever's Stomp Your Feet. I, I admire her for taking on that teaching in one hour and being able to get so many in the class right there at the end, full speed. I mean, yeah, obviously they were struggling, but you know, for the most part, they were right there. It also reminds me of something that she was saying on our way out of the event when uh, we were talking with her about our interview with Fred and how highly he spoke of her <clears throat> and how it seems like she's able to do everything and she's this superwoman who can teach anything and learn anything and choreograph like all the most interesting stuff and I, I believe she you know, said thank you but like that also it isn't really about her. Yes. And, and she was very humble about that, like um, just kind of taking the focus off herself and and really just putting it back out there to the people that she's giving to. Uh, we have a comment here from Mark G. Can't wait for Rachel McEnany White to join us at my Essex Goes Global event. She is amazing. She is amazing. She really is. Um, I admire her so much. Um, <laughs> and she's just so down to earth and humble and sweet and she's really really funny um yeah she's she's amazing i can go on for hours um but i wanted to say one of the um things that i've noticed this last weekend in portland oregon at the northwest line dance blast was everybody that i took classes from they made learning fun. Mm -hmm. They had something about how they came across that engaged the students. It made them feel, although this teacher is an instructor, is a teacher, knows the dance and is informing us, they made it very relatable to them. Um, Simon Ward did a great job of joking around, I felt. Um, I love um, Fred Whitehouse. When he says one more time, 
for me. It's not for me. Um, one of my favorite things, he likes to joke with them too and have fun. And that was one of the conversations we had had here. He said, you know, if you're, in, I want to have fun. So if I'm not having fun, I'm doing something wrong. Um, and then it relays that to my class. So obviously they love what they do. And then, you know, Rachel's Rachel. Yeah, one very impressive thing, especially about Rachel, was how she was doing all those floor splits all night long. And it really showed how important it was to her that we were all dancing together. We all had something to dance to. And it would have been very easy. I mean, those are her off hours. I think even on the, um, the what do you call it? The, the schedule. The schedule. It says, like, instructors are you released, know, at released at 10. So she didn't have to stick around. She could have called it an early night. And even if she did feel like you know being in the ballroom, she didn't have to take on all that work herself. And then further beyond that, she could have said, oh, yeah, this is a good floor split for such and such dance. Uh, so-and-so, do you know this dance? Great, follow that person. No, no, no. She took the time to actually teach, do like a blazing fast turbo teach of at least a couple walls, make sure everybody had it well enough, and then the music would start. And we would kind of just take off from there. And that's like all this bonus teach time she didn't have to do. But she wanted to make sure we were all enjoying ourselves. We were all getting the full night experience. And yeah, that was all her. Well, her in collaboration with the DJ. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll All see. right. Taking a look at the number three here, we've got has been there and keeps going. A great dance teacher knows and remembers what it's like to be a student. She's developed and mastered the skills she is passing on to you, and yet doesn't stop there. She is not content to rest on her knowledge. And the quote associated with this is, A man should first direct himself in the way he should go. Only then should he instruct others. Um, Brenda Chateau actually comes to mind with this one. I've had several conversations with her um, about how she she's still there. She doesn't consider herself like one of these high-profile individuals. She's still a dancer first, an instructor and choreographer after that, um, and she has a way of relating that makes it very easy to talk to her and like express any concerns and... I mean, all, all of our community, when it comes to instructors so far that I've had experience with, um, you know, Joe, Amy, Ruben, I mean, they're all amazing teachers, and they all have told me, remember where you come from, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's remember how you started, because that's what got us into this, that's what got us the passion, the love, and it's going to help us relate more, and a lot of them... Uh, most specifically and recently, Fred Whitehouse says, stay true to yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and they've all been, you know, we, that's where we started. So they've all had a moment in which they've actually expressed to me, you know, I've been there. I know what it's like. Keep going. You're going to get there. Um, you're doing great so far or whatever. They're, they're very encouraging and very supportive. Um, and, you know, they just, they make it fun and... They, they don't seem to um, look at anything as a that's beneath me. Um, the way that I know some people can get for all walks of life, not you know, not just dance specifically, but um, you know, a lot of people. 
from, you know, just dancers' perspective have talked about, like, you know, oh, I don't want to do the beginner stuff because, you know, I don't want to, I want to do the more advanced stuff, which is another thing that, um, for instance, the uh, Dancing for the Dream event that's coming up at the end of the month um, here in Rockland, a lot of people have, like, preference when they found out you and I were interested in going, all right, well, it's not an advanced dance event. It's very, very, very beginner. We're like, yeah, and, <laughs> you know, we want to learn all levels of dance for many different reasons. And ultimately, it's because we want to be able to help those beginners flourish. So by knowing those dances, we get to help somebody else. And that's one of the things that, like, I remember when people helped me when I was first starting out. And even now, now that I'm looking into, like, instructing and choreographing and stuff like that, people are still helping me. Going, I remember when I was there, so let me help you. So... It's just a matter of being supportive. And one of the memories that stands out for me from both uh, Vegas and Palm Springs uh, line dance event, which next week will, or next week, next year will be Palm Springs winter break event, was seeing Joe taking classes from other instructors. Yes. And you figure, I mean, for her, who has been doing this for years, and I don't know how many dances she must have in her muscle memory at this point, for her to... To have that beginner's mind and say, you know what, I know nothing about this dance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this lesson. Like that is incredible. <laughs> like she never has reached a point where she just feels like, no, I'm done. I've learned enough dances. I made, I made it to the top of the mountain, and now everyone can learn from me. She's still learning, and that's what this one is all about. Is you know has been there and keeps going. Yeah, um, that actually reminds me of Neil's this weekend. Took uh, Fred's lesson. I don't mind. I remember seeing him in the class. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice that our instructors are so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that also about Gimme Gimme in Vegas. That, I'm sure, no matter, no matter how long you've been doing line dance, th- there are some things, some dances that come out that, um, that make you move in ways you've never seen before or done before. So you have to be there for that lesson. And I know Rebecca Lee is amazing with that kind of stuff. She'll come up with these little quirky movements and you wouldn't expect to see them in line dance. But when you see them, you feel like, that could be really fun if I do that. I should try that. And then you had a whole huge room full of people, including top instructors from around the world in Vegas, trying it. Yeah. Very cool. Number four on this list of 12. Um, oh, and before we hit number four, uh, I'd like to, to mention... Uh, one of Mark G's traits of a great line dance teacher is patience. He says he totally agrees. And for me, the best thing about a teacher is patience. And I definitely agree with that as well. Uh, I'm I'm sure that'll come up at some point on this list even. Okay. Um, that seems like a, a well-rounded list so far. We got number four, supports you. Great dance teachers are sensitive to the needs of each dance student, regardless of ability or innate talent, and works to find the best way to encourage each pupil. A great dance teacher believes in you, encourages you, cheers your successes, and helps you understand and correct your mistakes. The two quotes associated with this are, Every child deserves a champion, an adult who will never give up on them, who understands the power of connection and insists that they become the best that they can possibly be. That's from Rita Pearson. And the second quote is, Treat people as if they were what they ought to be, and you help them become what they are capable of becoming. 
Um, I can't think of a single instructor, choreographer in our wonderful community that doesn't hit this quality. Mm. Um, most specifically in regards to how many people I've talked to about potentially getting feedback from things or taking private lessons from. And, I mean, every single one of them out there loves it so much and just wants people to enjoy it as much as they do. So they've definitely come across from the supportive line, making sure everybody's enjoying the lessons, everybody's understanding the lessons. Um, I don't know how many people I've seen after certain classes and workshop go up to the choreographer and be like, can you break this down for me one more time? And they're right there doing it. So, I mean, to name anyone, I think would almost be unfair. Mm. And what I'm reminded of is Line Dance Club, where okay. they will they will attempt anything. We did Stomp Your Feet this week, and it took a couple days. Uh, but they really wanted to learn that. And then we were just going to play one dance, you know, while they were resting, uh, because nobody had any requests at the at the moment. So we thought, okay, well, we'll just put on one that a few of us know, and then after that, we'll get back to you know teaching something else like shady or whatnot. <clears throat> it ended up being skiffle time, sixty four counts, very fast, and they loved it. They thought, let's learn that. They didn't shy away from it; like they were demanding it. So, um, when you when you don't underestimate your students, and they are willing to do the you know couple days of work or however long to get a dance that they're interested in, uh, they'll surprise you. Yeah, and um, and you just need to be ready. Like even if you think you're teaching a beginner or or improver class, and they decide they want to learn an intermediate dance, go for it. <laughs> if you feel prepared, and if if you think you can do a good job teaching in a way that they will actually learn, then yeah, just uh, do whatever it takes. And like like you were saying with Rachel, sound effects. You know, any strange thing. Um, if it's if it's silly and it works, it isn't silly. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when you, uh, when you're in a, a position to, um, support and push your, uh, your students and they're willing to be pushed, uh, you know, you can do great things together. <clears throat> All right. Number five motivates you support from a dance teacher often involves pushing and pulling a great teacher challenges you and inspires you. One way or another, he will find a way to lead you to your full potential. The two quotes associated with this are, A master can tell you what he expects of you. A teacher, though, awakens your own expectations. Patricia Neal. The other quote is, The dream begins with a teacher who believes in you, who tugs and pushes and leads you to the next plateau, sometimes poking you with a sharp stick, called truth. Dan Rather. Um, yeah, again, most of the instructors that I know of, um, you know, even with the hard dances or whatever, uh, I believe it was one of Rachel's lessons that I've been through is this is going to be a challenge, but I'll get you through this. Just stick with me. We'll, we'll get you through this. You'll know this dance by the end of the day. Um, and they're really encouraging in that sense of like, we got this, let's keep going. Let's keep moving. Let's keep going forward. Um, I know... I've had a couple different conversations with Cat Painter 
in which we've talked about things and she just has a way of wording things that just encourages me to keep trying and keep going and see things from a little bit different perspective but still completely obtainable um and the best thing I can say is I don't think I've had any single lesson any single conversation with any of our instructors or choreographers even with getting feedback that was negative Mm. they all preference anything with oh this is my opinion and remember everybody's gonna see something different or I mean like that's the closest thing to uh negative you could say and I wouldn't even say it's negative um there's also you know like they're just so encouraging keep going keep trying this I can't wait to see this I can't wait to see that um they just have a way of pulling you in and um although it it doesn't necessarily have much to do with actually teaching someone dance I remember watching a video with you of Simon when he was on stage Mm. in New Orleans if you haven't seen it it's a must see um it's floating around Facebook somewhere out there but you were saying how he does a really good job of giving the energy back to the woman who was on stage. And I think that's so crucial of so many of our experienced teachers and even those who are up-and-coming teachers. They do a really good job of giving the energy back to the student and building them that way. And that's, it's extremely motivating. Yeah, it's true. They don't just you know suck it all up for themselves and say, oh, what a great teacher I am for teaching you this it's what a great class you are you learned hairspray yeah or um stomp your feet or i remember in uh, windy city uh, windy city uh, line dance mania uh rachel was blazing through pull me closer by shane mckeever and she would hit some walls toward the end when we were running out of time she's like all right you got that good you're gonna have to (laughs) and then you know we would move on to the next thing and it would have been very easy to just find a lower difficulty level dance to teach or anything that you know we could be done in 45 minutes and then you know would just stretch out with like three repetitions at the end to make it a full hour but i mean with some of these lessons like hairspray like pull me closer like stomp your feet they they figured we could handle it and they did everything they could um to just get us through that like with hairspray all the this, the strange things that happen at the end of that one section where you're doing the kick and then to the side and then kick. And sometimes this thing happens, but then sometimes this other thing happens. And he's like, well, we'll just, we'll just talk you through it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. uh, we didn't have enough time to do all the reps that we needed. But rather than you know, handicap us and, and just give us something easier, they did the best they could to give us that difficult of a dance in an hour. Yeah. And also, they make it look so fun themselves. Like, they completely sell the dance uh, and motivate us to want to have that much fun uh, by the way they do it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Number six. Respects you. A terrific teacher is not just sensitive to your needs, but appreciates your individuality and humanity. While she may be beyond you in knowledge of dance, she shows deep consideration for your feelings, your thoughts, your body, and your progress. She expects you to progress and do your best, but resists giving up on you even when you fail to meet those expectations. You might also say she loves students as much as she loves dance and teaching. The quote associated with this is, A child cannot be taught by anyone who despises him. And a child cannot afford to be fooled. 
James Baldwin. Um, a great example that comes to mind is one of my most recent conversations with Kat Painter. Mm. Um, she was kind enough to give us feedback on our dance, and she, you know, was like, okay, well, you want to look at it this way, you want to look at it that way, make sure that this is very purposeful, there's a reason why this movement is there. Uh, make sure when you're instructing people that you specify the weight is here because uh, otherwise they're going to want to naturally go this way. Um, I know we've talked several times in the past about being safe with transitions and moving other directions and how you need to have a movement in there that stops you before you change directions. Um, and it's very, she's very conscious about body safety when it comes to her um, actual choreography, as well as when she's instructing several different people at uh, Stoney's uh, Rock and Rodeo in Sacramento. Um, and she, she just does a, a great job of just like not, not making me feel less than, even though she has all these years and it, you know all of this technical knowledge, she's so willing to share it. Um, and she does a great job, I think, of really coming across as a professional. And she does a really good job of making you feel respected. Mm -hmm. um, at least for me. Uh, I mean, and then of course, I mean, people like Joe make you feel part of the family. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you automatically just feel the respect there. And she, as well, is, is very conscious about, like, encouraging and, like, being honest about certain feedback. And, you know, she just really wants the best for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, I mean, like, all of our instructors. Mm -hmm. But we're so blessed. We have such a great community. What came to mind for me, where they, they uh, mentioned in this paragraph about... Um, appreciating your individuality and humanity and respecting your body, I thought about the Dancing for the Dream event. Because, like we've said, Joe is capable of some of the most difficult dances. Like, there's a video of her doing Take Me to Church in Windy City and all the intricacies that that has. And here, upcoming, uh, on the 29th of April, she'll be teaching more of a, a senior beginner based group and it seems like a contrast like you'd you'd think maybe at face value that you know the way that they would describe those kinds of events would be different like um maybe somebody who is less experienced in, in the dance world would do a description like you know now you know we don't we don't want to go too fast and we, you know we're going to have all the the styrofoam on the corners of the walls or anything like that we're going to you know safety proof the whole thing but it if I may read the actual description of the event, um, she just posted something that said, California line dance friends, it's not too late to join us Saturday, April 29th in Rockland, California for a fun-filled educational and inspiring day of line dancing and live music from Scooter Lee at the Dancing for the Dream seminar. All levels of dancers are welcome and we give a lot of TLC to newer dancers. Dancing for the Dream seminars strive to keep active adults in the USA healthy one step at a time using low-impact social line dancing! Exclamation point. That looks like a lot of fun. And it doesn't, it doesn't segregate that community of dancers from the, the other dancers that we might be you know, more familiar with at some of the bigger events. 
it looks just as legitimate and just as fun as anything that you could do in Boston or North Carolina or Chicago or Blackpool, anywhere at the, the bigger events. And I think that that shows a lot of respect to those dancers and doesn't make them feel less than, as you mentioned with Kat. It doesn't make them feel like they're not as good as any other dancers. They are exactly where they are in their line dance journey. Their body will do the kinds of dances that are best suited for them. And this workshop will teach those dances. And I'm sure everyone's going to have a blast, us included, because we're going to be there. Yes, we will. Yeah. All right. Next up is number seven. Shows empathy. It is possible to learn from negative or discouraging teachers, but a great teacher inspires because he cares. It doesn't mean he's a pushover. It means he responds to his students with understanding and, when appropriate, compassion. He reaches people where they are, not where he wants them to be. The quote associated with this is, One looks back with appreciation to the brilliant teachers, but with gratitude to those who touched our human feelings. The curriculum is so much necessary raw material, but warmth is the vital element for the growing plant and for the soul of the child. And that's from Carl Jung. Um, this actually brings me to uh, Rebecca Lee mm-hmm. in Vegas for her Gimme Gimme. Mm-hmm. I remember her being up there and like, you know, it's her first big teach of this dance here and you know she was just she was really just encouraging up there and you know she you know she was like i know i know this is hard and i know this is difficult and you know she like she understands i mean and i think with her being as humble as she is really shows that like she loves doing this and she's just so grateful for the opportunities that are given to her and that she finds. Um, and you know, she, she just likes to be a part of it. And so I I think it's really easy for her to relate when people are struggling or feel off or anything like that because, you know, she's been there. She, she feels, you know, what she feels and, you know, she's just so grateful to be a part of it that you know she's she's easy to relate to in that way and so she's encouraging and supportive and you know she definitely shows empathy to a lot of different individuals out there and what i think of that relates because i may have peeked ahead and it's on the same page um what i think of that uh, that can show empathy especially where it says um where reaching people where they are and not where he wants them to be is just the simple thing that a lot of instructors I've seen will do where they check in. Like they could just face the front wall, never look over their shoulder and just teach at their students and not see whether they're even getting it. But, uh, what I see instead mostly is instructors who ask where their comfort level is, their students, where their comfort level is, Uh, on the set of eight that they just learned. Maybe they think that that's the easiest eight in the dance and they should have gotten it by now or something, but like that doesn't matter. As they say, like the customer is always right. And if that's the eight they need help on, even if you think that's a really unlikely eight for them to to need the extra time on, the point is for them to get the dance. (laughs) So you take the time that you need to help them with the section that they need help on. 
And then the part that you may have set aside a lot of time for, thinking that they were going to be struggling and, and sticking on it, that might be the part that they breeze right through. So you really just need to kind of check in with the students, see where they are, and meet them at that place so that they have exactly the amount of guidance they need for that portion of the dance until the dance is all the way through. Which, as I mentioned, relates to this next one on our list. Adapts and is flexible. Great teachers are ready and willing to go off track to nurture your train of thought. They empower students by teaching them to think and sometimes direct the learning. A great teacher knows when she's lost her students and will always try new ways Hi, new ways to help them rediscover or recover, discover, and understand. Quote associated with this is, you can't direct the wind, but you can adjust the sails. Anonymous. Um, well, yes, you definitely mentioned Rachel yeah. with her uh, fun and entertaining sound effects mm-hmm. and uh, new ways of phrasing things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that spoke to me when I was listening to one of your previous podcast interviews. I believe it was with um, Noe Rolden. Mm. Um, he mentioned not limiting your class, um, which is kind of, it goes along with the first, or the one right above this, um, with the empathy as well as like not teaching to where you expect them to be and not limiting them and not like overdoing it. Um, one of the great experiences I know we have had with Sonoma State Line Dance Club is they don't look at things as like, oh, that's too hard. I'm never going to get it. They go, that looks fun. Let's do it. And a lot of times we mentioned a couple of our, our um, attendants or members or however you want to classify them. Um, and they're just so passionate about it and they want to learn it so badly and they're they forgive themselves very quickly and understand that they probably won't get this perfect the first time and I know we've had conversations in the past where we said if only we were there when we first started like (laughs) to knowing that it's okay not to have the dance first try like oh my gosh that would have given me permission to learn so many other dances out there as opposed to just looking at something like that's too hard. But I think that says a lot about the teacher being willing to just teach whatever they want to learn. Um, whether it's something simple in the sense of like God bless Texas or, you know, Cupid shuffle or something like that to something as complex as stomp your feet. I mean, it's it certainly shows a lot that you're willing to work with the students themselves. And I know um, there's been a couple other requests, specifically by different people, that we try and make sure we meet everybody's need and desire to want to learn something. So two of the things that I thought about for this one are stories and modifications. So... With modifications, you've got difficulty level and technique and seeing where your class is on how how comfortable they are with things like full turns and maybe just making that a walk-walk and being ready if necessary after watching them try the full turn a few times, being ready to say, okay, if if you'd like to do a walk-walk here as well, it gets you to the same place, 
same number of counts. Uh, that can be done with a lot of different steps in line dance. And also, on the other end of things, if you are seeing people looking like, oh gosh, this is so simple, and maybe they are more uh, open to advanced movement than they had let on when they took the class, like if, if they thought they were going in for something harder than what you're teaching, that's when you can also be flexible and adapt and start looking at things like, all right, if you really want to spice this one up, here's something you can do here. And here's something you can amp it up. You know, see if you can squeeze this in here. And that way they can go in either direction. You have, you have the, some of the students who feel like maybe they're being pushed a little bit hard on this modification toward walk-walk type steps. That'll meet them where they are. And then you also keep the interest of the folks who are just kind of tapping their foot, wishing they had something to push them. And then the other thing that, uh, that I thought of was stories, which is knowing when you have just put your class through some of the hardest counts they've ever done in their life, and you just need to cool down. You don't want to like send them out to go get water, and you know, maybe they'll forget the last few counts. But that's a good time to maybe just take a breath, tell them an anecdote, uh, a short story about like how you first you know, came across this dance, maybe uh, something about the choreographer. And I know Fred does this on occasion. He'll just kind of go off on a tangent and, you know, he'll get himself laughing, which then gets everybody else laughing. And then we've all let off our steam and we're ready. You know, we're energized again to take on the rest of I Don't Mind or <laughs> something like that. Uh, let me pass the mic over to you. It looks like you got... Um, yeah, a couple things that I thought of as you were speaking. Um, Rachel did a really good job of, um, during one of her lessons this last weekend, of building up the difficulty level as opposed to dumbing down the difficulty level, which I thought as I was watching it, I was like, that made a whole lot more sense is to give the slightly easier version of the step first and be like, well, if you want to spice it up a little bit, you can attempt this. And for you overachievers out there, there's this option. So like she, you know, she gives a couple different things. Um, I know she mentioned how she was trying to give a, um, option for those of us who don't like body rolls or something like that. Um, in this movement or a styling here where it's the exact same movement. It's just ever so slightly altered because of a styling technique. Um, but it increases the difficulty level because you have to move in a slightly different way. Uh, she did a great job of that. And I also remember her telling the class to take a breath that we had it. We just needed to trust that we had it. Um, and that she remembers seeing at the end, everybody was like, wait, did we just do it? We did it wrong, didn't we? You know, and she goes, take a breath. And she goes, and then the next run through, she was like, I guess the breath worked because you guys look fabulous, you know. So she does a really good job of changing the steps, changing the environment as you're learning um, that is supportive and makes it fun and engaging. And, you know, she really knows when her students are struggling as well as um, to confirm and reward them with praise when they're doing good. Mm -hmm. Another thing that reminded me of was John O'Lieberman and his secret tip for those who, quote, uh, don't want to show off. So if you want to maybe alter your, mod uh, alter your um, step options so that they involve a little bit less complexity, 
you can say, all right, so here's, here's how it's choreographed. But I, I know this looks very fancy. If you don't want to show off in front of everybody, then you know, here's something you can do that has less of that complexity. All right. Number nine, cultivates and cares about your health. Your physical and mental health are crucial to your success as a dancer. A fantastic dance teacher will keep up with the latest and best information on safe teaching practices. He will stop at nothing to keep the classroom a safe space to try, fail, and grow. The quote here is from Albert Einstein. I never teach my pupils. I only attempt to provide the conditions in which they can learn. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, again, I mean, it's, it's, it's so easy for me to just draw from this last weekend because it's still so present in my mind. But, I mean, so many different people in all of the different workshops and events that I've gone to really stress about like being safe with your movements and having your weight like underneath you for a certain point. Um, I know Kat Painter taught a specific technique workshop in Vegas last year and she was teaching about turns and she, you know, she was mentioning about how you want your body to line up and how you want to prep for a turn so that it gives you, you know, a safer way of going about things. Um, Rachel did a great job this last weekend of explaining turning. She did uh, one full turn or, or whatever, and she was explaining that, like, how you prep, and she was explaining in detail about focusing on, you know, your elbow here or this there when you're learning how to turn, and it doesn't, it has nothing to do with your hips or your feet. It's all about how you prep your core, and, you know, like, they do a really good job of teaching you the technique while learning the dance so that you can be safe while doing the dance. Um, and I don't, I mean, I've met so many choreographers slash instructors that are very cautious about that. And that, I mean, it's great to know that so many people are aware that, you know, you want to have fun and in order to have fun, you can't have a broken body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got lots of uh, notes about that. My first Vegas event, uh, back when I was coming straight out of the country bars and I was still dancing in my thrift store boots and stomping because that was the extent of my fanciness, I guess, at the time. It was like, I thought, well, when there's a, a dance with a good beat and there's a step, I guess that really means I should stomp. Or if there's like, you know, a part where you can do a big step, maybe that's more of a jump. Maybe I should land on that really hard. And I got lots of notes from lots of folks about how I'm going to destroy my knees that way. And I won't be dancing very long if I keep that up. Um, I thought this was strange because it wasn't what I was used to. I was used to country bars where that's like completely normal. And then after a while I thought about it. Like, yeah, yeah, there are other things I can do. Um, maybe in that space of time when I would normally be stomping and really working my body over. And I can find other ways um, to express um, the mood of this dance. And I think we've talked in previous episodes about how maybe now that translates more into isolations or sharp turns or you know hits, um, uh, ways of flexing your shoulders or tutting your hands so that you still feel that uh, muscular contraction but it's all within and it's not against, like when you're slamming your body against the floor. 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Number 10 leads a process of discovery. All dance teachers should have a method to their madness, usually one that is born of trial and experience. Good teachers study and strive to create a curriculum or process to guide students with logical standards, goals, and objectives. The best teachers create space in that process for questions, exploration, and problem solving. They want you to be a thinking and self-motivated dancer. The two quotes associated with this are, a thousand teachers, a thousand methods, Chinese proverb. And the best teacher is the one who suggests rather than dogmatizes and inspires his listener with the wish to teach himself. Edward Bulwer-Lytton. Rachel and Fred's workshops this weekend come to mind. Mm. Um, I believe both of them at one point or another mentioned um, as they're instructing, if there's something that we don't understand, to let them know because they will re-explain it, explain it in a different way, or just figure out how to communicate with whoever is struggling with that particular movement. Um, and they've really you know, made the effort to get there. Um, I know Rachel, with her um, sound effects... I remember her telling us a story about when she was teaching Stomp Your Feet in French. Mm. And because of the sound effects and the way she was sit calling out the words, she goes, I sounded like a drill sergeant. Um, and uh, Fred does a lot of fun sound effects as well and, you know, likes to use the word pow and, you know, really just engages with the students. Um, and... I remember one point, I believe it was during trespassing, in which he had showed us the eight count and ended with the what the sailor turn and cross or whatever. And he hadn't technically gotten to that point, but we had finished the movements up to that and half of the class had already, you know, gone over it. He goes, Well what do you need me for? You <laughs> professionals you know, and, and just really engaged and it felt like they gave us the tools to learn. Um, and they engaged us in a way that made it fun and entertaining that we were thirsting for more. And so that shows, like, in my opinion, the extent of their talent as teachers that they make the lessons so fun and encouraging regardless of what level of difficulty it is um, that makes you want to learn it. I know we had taken uh, Made in the Shade from Rachel this last weekend, even though we had learned it from Joe back in Palm Springs. We had already known the dance, but we wanted to see how Rachel taught it just to see and compare the differences. And, you know, now that I understand what the movements are supposed to be, how she explains them gives me a whole new perspective than learning the movement at the time. And, I mean, she just did such a great job that even I was having fun during her lesson, even though I already knew the dance, you know. I mean, I know you already knew Trespassing with Fred, and yet you were having fun laughing and joking around just as much as I was who was learning the dance for the first time. So, I mean, I think it's a great, great sign of their ability. Mm -hmm. What I think of when, when I read this uh, about a process of discovery is Joe's workshop in Vegas where she talks about using the space around you and feeling the space around you because... It incorporates a mindset beyond line dance. And 
It's sort of like how when we saw that video of the Beast with Roy and all the others doing all these added things, all these all these ways that their body can add flair, uh, it sort of implicitly gave us permission to do that sort of thing ourselves. Yes. And I think in line dance, because of how it's formatted, we can get very used to just accepting what we're told. And if if an instructor tells you, you know, try this because you know, this is what I have found, uh, I'm the choreographer or whatever, and this is how you should try to do it, then it's very easy to just go along with that and say, okay, I, I will try this and only this thing because this is what I have been told by the person who's instructing me. And with Joe giving her workshop on the space around you, almost seeming to bring in concepts from like Tai Chi and also Shane with all the things he does, like all the martial arts looking movements he has, it kind of gives you permission in a way to incorporate things in your own life that you don't consider normally to be line dance specific. And I already, before the podcast and before everything, was making all these notes, which I'm sure we'll get to over the course of the next couple of years. <laughs> um, just all the bullet points that I have about, oh, wow, this thing is totally like line dance because blah. Or the way that these birds are moving is like line dance because... Hmm? I said, hashtag everything is line dance. Definitely hashtag everything is line dance. Uh, I was doing those things on my own, but I didn't think anybody else was. So I, I figured, well, I'll just keep these notes to myself because nobody else thinks this way and I'm just strange. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not strange, but I'm saying <laughs> that maybe Joe is also strange. And, uh, and by doing her workshop on something that did resemble like an outside interest like Tai Chi or something, it gave us all that permission. So we could all take our weird thing that's just us. Maybe for somebody it's cooking. How is cooking like line dance? Or you know, for somebody else it's wood cutting. How is wood cutting like line dance? Everybody's got something. I mean, Guyton does puppetry. I'm sure he could find lots of parallels between, you know, making a puppet and animating it and bringing it to life and doing that with your own body. But if somebody weren't out there publicly teaching a workshop that said it's okay to draw those parallels and bring those two worlds together, then we might just be keeping them all secretly to ourselves. And uh, for this point here on the list leads a process of discovery. I think that's what Joe did a great job of is... Um, not just telling us, here's what I've discovered, now ingest it, but it's like, find your own thing, you know? Uh, this was this was mine, but maybe you've got some yourself. How, do your, how does your body interface with the dance and the music? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he's, he's an instructor, and I am, I'm actually learned his dance prior to meeting him and taking any of his workshops, but um, Gary O'Reilly. Ah, yes. Um, when You Love Someone, that was the first time I'd ever attempted a waltz. Mm. And, like, just that discovery process of going through that specific dance itself, like, I mean, words can't explain the feelings or the emotions or the thoughts that occurred to me while I was actually learning that dance. And then to be able to speak with him about it at um, Big Bang Dance Classic and then dance it with him. I mean, like, it was one of those where it was so memorable. That's one of those moments I'm never going to forget. And had he not choreographed that dance, I never would have realized, 
you know, that I would have loved waltzes as much as I did mm-hmm. because that, that was the one that, that got me in love with the idea of doing a waltz as a line dance. Mm-hmm. I mean, who knew, you know? For me, it was in Vegas, uh, 2015, Skinny Love, uh, by Roy Hedisabrodo and others like that. That was my first slow line dance. Like I said, that was the year I was coming out of the country bars and I was used to fake ID four on the floor and all those really driving, angry sounding country songs. And like, that was my jam. That was what I loved was kicking and stuff, scuffing and stomping. And I wasn't sure about the whole skinny love thing at first. And I saw it and it looked very slow and I didn't understand why isn't it, you just do slow songs like like partner dancing to, to this kind of thing and uh, I at the time uh, knew somebody who liked that song so I thought, well okay what I'll do is I'll learn it and then I'll bring it back home and I'll see if she wants to learn it as well so it was really for someone else and I was still unsure about it but I also saw that he looked a lot like me and he seemed a lot like me if it were somebody else like at that time, I didn't know that much about Joe. Um, if, if it were her or if it had been Brenda, um, anybody else that I didn't relate to on that level as much, then I would just think, oh, this is the dance that those kinds of people do. But he looked so much like my kinds of people. Like, we're both <laughs> Indies-ish. Uh, like, I have Dutch and Indonesian in my ethnic background, and you know he lives in the Netherlands, and I'm pretty sure he's got Indies blood as well. So... He looked like part of my extended family, and here he was doing Skinny Love and making it look like this beautiful, elegant thing. So that made me think it wasn't so alien. And I think that it's important to have those kinds of people in the line dance world, like the people that you wouldn't expect doing these dances. Like, now that we're all in the world of it, we expect anything at this point. Like, the weirdest stuff could come out, and we'd say, oh, well, that's normal, it's line dance. But at the time, I was still kind of caught up in the whole country bar look and and thing. Um, So having him as like an ambassador to that side of dance for me was incredibly valuable. And he definitely led my process of discovery down that path. Because that dance, even though I didn't master it the first time I did it, uh, I wanted to get that dance. I wanted to bring that home and really work on it until I felt comfortable with it. And that made me just want to learn so many other dances that I wouldn't have given a second look before. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Next one here is number 11, Speaks to Every Student. You mentioned something like this um, in Rachel's class. It is a special gift of dance teachers to be able to translate movement concepts into a language that makes sense to students. A great dance teacher communicates concepts over and over in multiple ways until everyone understands. It is worth it to him to attempt to reach every student because he feels dance, every dance student is worthy of his best. Quotes here are, The average teacher explains complexity. The gifted teacher reveals simplicity. Robert Brault. And the other quote is, The task of the excellent teacher is to stimulate apparently ordinary in quotes, people to unusual effort. The tough problem is not in identifying winners. It is in making winners out of ordinary people. K. Patricia Cross. Um, obviously, I mean, I could go on and on about Fred and Rachel and their 
technique and their passion and their abilities and because obviously I love them. But um, this actually made me think of a video I saw this morning that um, I think you had shared. Oh, yes. Of our lovely Madison Glover. Um, and her bedroom boogie walkthrough. Yes. Um, I was watching it and I was just so impressed at how seamlessly she walked through that dance and just, she did a couple repetitions and then added on a couple repetitions and then added on a couple repetitions and then added on. And then like, she was like, okay, I want you to face the front. So you're not like, you know, looking over your show and going, huh, what? And, you know, like, of course, the class laughed a little bit. She walked through that portion of the dance, had them do it. And then, you know, at the end, she was like, okay, well, we're going to do that again because I saw several variations. And, you know, like, just totally nonchalant, but, like, everybody responded so well with her. I mean, first of all, how do you not love Maddie? But um, she's so talented and such a professional, and she has this just fun, loving, passionate side of her that just makes you want to play and I think everybody no matter what their experience level is no matter what their age is can just relate to her and her ability and she makes things so easy to understand and so much fun and she's she's just such a natural up there that it's just like I could I could watch her teach lessons all day Mm -hmm. just like Rachel just like Fred I mean they're so talented And from what I can tell so far, everyone that I've taken a class from, um, all the lessons I learned in Vegas, all the ones I took at Boogie, all the ones I took at, um, you know, this line dance blast in, in Oregon, I mean, they all just love what they do and they want to spread it. They want to make sure that everybody else is having just as much fun as they are. And so they, they've definitely figured out a way of talking to the beginner that's not above their head and the advanced dancer that's not beneath them. And it's, it's just so much fun to watch. I don't know how Madison does what she does, except for the fact that she's been doing it pretty much since she was born. And I wish I had just like dump trucks of money to unload, just, just pile on her doorstep and say like, Take what you do to the world. <laughs> like, bring it to everyone. Um, also, something that I, I realized all of these instructors have in common are their <laughs> accents. Because Rachel is from the UK, and uh, you've got Fred from Ireland, I believe, and also Gary, who we've mentioned. Uh, Maddie is from Australia. Roy is from the Netherlands. And even Joe has a slight Texas accent. So it must be something in the accent. Maybe it makes them communicate more clearly because they feel like they have to fight through that accent. I'm sure you have comments about one of our our favorite accented uh, instructors. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so what you're telling me is if we want to make it big, we need to go to a different country. Oh, yeah, that's actually a really great idea. We should try that. (laughs) I figured you were going to mention Fred and how he pronounces the number eight. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Um, And then he tries to explain it as in, you know, the number that comes after seven but before nine. Um, or his skeet skeet as opposed to skate skate. Um, yeah, uh, he always makes a point of making sure that his accent gets him in trouble, yes. and he always mentions that it does. Yep. So, yeah, yep. 
Oh boy. So I wonder what the next country would be for some some pair of crazy dance folks like us. Like, <laughs> I don't hear much about line dance in South America or Antarctica. <laughs> really underserved populations, I think. As long as it's warm, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that rules out half of those. <laughs> All right. Number 12 creates community. The best dance teachers are like planets with their own atmosphere. The students gravitating around such teachers become part of a unique culture that seeks to bring out the best in everyone breathing the same air. A teacher who creates such community teaches more than just dance. She instructs students to live as better people. The two quotes here before I just exclaim what was screaming in my head through the entirety of that paragraph. Uh, We do not teach math, history, science, or grammar. We teach students. Unknown. And the other quote is, I like a teacher who gives you something to take home to think about besides homework. Lily Tomlin as Edith Ann. Joe, 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 Joe Thompson, Samansky, Joe. Also Ruben, but Joe. Um, Yeah, Joe is a big one that I was thinking of. Um, I mean, this event that we just went to had a great vibe the whole weekend. Everybody was so just happy to be there and fun-loving. And to see Niels, Simon, Rachel, and Fred play off of each other, I mean, like, words can't describe how much I wish I was in New Orleans right now. Um, just If anyone has, like, a ticket and uh, a suitcase they could sneak us into and maybe a free entrance to the event, that would be great. <laughs> um, because I just did not get enough of the environment that they set at this last event. Um, but I think a lot of that also has to do with the dancers themselves. Uh, the line dance community is an amazing community. They're so welcoming and so fun loving and just so grateful to be able to do what they do that you can't help but just relate to them. I mean, we talk to people from all over the world at all these different events and there's something I can connect to with each of them more than just, oh, we're here for the same event. Um, And it's so just wonderful to feel so a part of something, especially with the fact that a lot of times the events we have gone to, um, there's such an age difference that most people, like, that I, I speak with anyways, are, what are you young kids, you know, doing hanging with us? It's like, what do you mean? Because I don't necessarily see age until they point it out. And it's like, oh, is that weird? You know, it's so natural just to be around so many of these people. Um, But I know there's been a ton of events that, like, I've mentioned to you saying, like, thank heavens Joe was there because, like, that just felt fun, like, family. Like, I mean, she is definitely something I've described as the heart of line dance. Um, another thing I wanted to point out is a lot of these instructors have Joe as a mentor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when it says instructs students to live as better people, she legit makes me wish like I were half the person that she is just at her heart. Like how grateful she is and enthusiastic um, and joyous that to, to always seemingly have that on is amazing. And I would love to be at a place in life where she is to to just have that. Like, uh, 
like a second set of clothes that she's always um, got on. Uh, Rachel makes me wish I were a harder worker <laughs> because she has incredible work ethic. Um, she takes on so many things and volunteers to do them happily. Like when she grabs the mic and just decides like, this is what needs to happen right now. She's right. She's always right. When, when she makes that judgment call. Yeah. Um, Roy makes me wish I were a more disciplined dancer with how he was talking about in the body isolations workshop. Like this isn't something that's out of anyone's reach. You just have to do it like a lot, (laughs) like stand in front of the mirror, even if you feel silly and do that little pop or tut or whatever flex eventually little by little when you've done it a whole bunch of times it'll feel like something that you feel really comfortable doing also shout out to dolly dolly's beginner class feels like its own thing like we have wine country line dance and uh, dolly is part of that but it's almost like these morning classes that she teaches at the rona park senior center they're like these secret communities those little pockets inside of like her world and it's still part of the greater line dance world but just like we go to other events representing wine country line dance in a way i almost feel like lately we've been able to go to wine country line dance representing dolly's class (laughs) because she she makes things so light and accessible and no pressure whatsoever uh and equal for all of us in in the beginner and for what i've seen uh the intermediate class as well Yeah, again, I mean, I know I've said it, that we are absolutely, truly blessed to have the line dance community that we do, Mm -hmm. and I mean, I'm sure it's no different in the UK or in Australia or anything like that from what I've seen and um, spoken to individuals about that, you know, we're all just so grateful that we get to do this and share it with each other, and it's it's so fun to know that it's international. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes it really eye-opening and gives a lot of permission to the idea that there is somebody else out there just as passionate as me, just as new but hardworking or just as weird or whatever connotation you have applied to yourself as a label that would make you feel isolated to know that it's across the world is so phenomenal and that says a lot about the instructors that says a lot about the choreographers um and about the people that line dance actually has Mm -hmm. everybody should line dance Mm -hmm. period Mm -hmm. i also want to give a shout out to uh brenda chateau and her uh coach's corner group that also feels like its own pocket which is part of wine country line dance uh like you got brenda's class brenda's people because um we even have shirts that say line dancing with brenda like that also feels like it's a secret thing that happens on friday nights and i even though i haven't been there on saturdays you know sometimes it happens on saturdays as well and that distinctly also feels like uh, a community in itself of you know however a couple dozen uh dancers uh oh and before i forget ruben Ruben, with his party-throwing ability, oh my gosh. he definitely does a lot to create community, um, as we saw at Palm Springs this last year, uh, and um, you know how he moves around the room, making sure everyone's doing all right, everybody's got all the food and drink they need. Um, 
Doug and Jackie also have done a good job of this with creating the Lang Dance Lobby at Vegas Dance Explosion um, because it it goes a step beyond us learning as individuals and just kind of having having our own interests in mind as dancers. Um, at like at some events, you know, you'll you'll just have your chair and that's it. You have your chair, and then upstairs you have your room, and that's all that you can really fall back to um, when when you're just trying to be comfortable at the event. At the line dance lobby in Vegas Dance Explosion, you've got tables and tables uh, of places to sit and just mingle and schmooze with everyone. I noticed that at Palm Springs as well. They've got those tables set up so that you've got all your you can just leave all your stuff there and then invite people over. If you see somebody sitting alone at a table, you can bring them over and then you're part of that experience together. And it makes the whole thing more enjoyable and memorable um, when, when you're able to have that shared experience as opposed to just you, know, you dancing on your own, surrounded by others. Yeah, um, Michael and Michelle did a great job. Oh at my God! Oh, you tell the cows come home this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Um, I'm so glad we went to that event. Everybody's like, everybody warned us with, it's not what you expect. It is very different from any event you've ever been to, mm-hmm. and so far, all of the events I've been to have been very different from each other, very unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been things that have been just absolutely wonderfully memorable about each of them, but. Um, I felt like Boogie Till the Cows Come Home was like just some big play party and mm-hmm. just be fun, be goofy. And uh, Michael and Michelle led the charge the whole weekend. And it was just so much fun just to be there and be present with them with all of their experience and their wealth of knowledge. And then just how passionate they are. It, you know, it, it was intoxicating and absolutely wonderful. And, you know, it just. It is an amazing community. Mm. All right. To run down this list again for anybody who's just tuning in, uh, we are reading from an article entitled 12 Traits of Terrific Dance Teachers by the monotitled Nichelle. And the 12 traits that we have read through uh, where it says a great dance teacher dot dot dot, uh, those 12 traits are one, really loves dance. Two, loves and honors teaching. Three, has been there and keeps going. Four, supports you. Five, motivates you. Six, respects you. Seven, shows empathy. Eight, adapts and is flexible. Nine, cultivates and cares about your health. Ten, leads a process of discovery. Eleven, speaks to every student. And twelve, creates community. Do you have any additional thoughts on this before we take a quick stretch break? Um... Mostly just that, you know, it's nice to know that there's so many amazing instructors out there that we couldn't even name a quarter of them. Um, it says a lot about our community, and I know each individual person has their instructor, or there are several instructors in my case, um, in which they look up to and respect and just really, really want to learn from and how to proceed further into the line dance community um and that says a lot about their ability to be able to actually like inspire individuals Mm -hmm. all right i'm gonna take a quick stretch break here now and uh we'll resume let's say at about oh let's what time is it now if it's 2 14 p.m here 
let's say 2.20, I think, is a good time to, to come back to, to uh, what we're doing here today on Move Radio, Land Dance Podcast. Give people a chance to go get a sandwich, maybe do some Zumba, very quick Zumba, <laughs> do some yoga. Run through a dance. Run through a dance. And uh, we are going to cut to a bit of music. So let's get that music going. 